Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 4. Here's Pastor Ryan. The book of Romans, chapter 4. And so, Father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we do come before you so blessed that we have been given this place to worship you, Lord. And Lord, as we've gathered, Lord, it is your word that you say to elevate even above your name. It is by your word, Jesus, that we are made strong. It is our foundation. And so, Lord, as we study, speak to us. Holy Spirit, guide us into your truths. Pour out your grace, Lord, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say, Amen. All right. Romans 4, as you know, Paul the Apostle is hitting on uh, the wonderful doctrine of the gospel. And the reality of the gospel is that uh, you know, it's good news because there's very bad news that's a reality for this world. The Bible teaches that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So in God's estimation, the whole world has sinned. And uh, he says, there is none righteous, no, not one. And so it leaves mankind in a place of desperation, or it should. We pray that mankind would be desperate today for God. That is our prayer. It doesn't matter, Paul uh, shared with us earlier, it doesn't matter if one is, is Jewish and grew up religious and grew up knowing the law of Moses, the rituals, the traditions, or whether one was Greek or a Gentile, not uh, unaware of the law of Moses, but yet uh, living in the world nonetheless. It, didn't, it, it, it did not matter if one was a, a, a good citizen or whether one was a bad citizen, whether you're a, one is a criminal or whether one is the opposite of a criminal. All have fallen short of the glory of God. And why is that? Because God doesn't just judge the deeds of man. One day he's also going to judge, along with the deeds, the intent of the heart, the motives. He looks within, he looks deeper, and God does look deeper, and that is why all have sinned, unless, of course, you are that one person that has not. But that's the gospel. We need a savior. We are not justified in, by keeping any rules, religious, any laws of man, being a good citizen or bad, we are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood that we through faith might be saved. We're not saved by works. We're saved by the grace of God. Grace is unmerited, is God's unmerited, unearned favor. It's his free gift. All we have to do is believe on Jesus Christ. And it's not just believing that he exists. As you can see this light here in this podium, you see it, you believe that it's here, it's real. 
That, that's not what the Bible talks about in believing and having faith in Christ. It means to believe in what Jesus Christ preached. And what did he preach? But repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and follow me. The message of the gospel is faith in Christ and following Christ. Not one without the other. Because the demons believe in Jesus and tremble, but they do not follow him as God calls us to follow him and respect him. Amen? So if we are not saved by works, good works, or religious works, then who could boast? Paul asks the question. Who can boast? Who can say, I'm right before God because I'm a good person? Who can say that? No one. And that is Christianity 101. That should really be preached around the world, right? That no one can boast and say they are good enough to enter heaven on their own merits. There needs to be a surrender to Jesus Christ. The only one who can boast is God, who initiated our salvation and who has completed our salvation. He's the only one who can boast. And so Paul now speaks of Father Abraham. Well, what would Abraham think? And so in verse 1, it says, What then shall we say that Abraham, our father, has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. That first word threw me off, off a bit, because the wording of it is, is, is kind of unique. What then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? In other words, it is saying, what does Abraham think of this question of justification and of righteousness? What would Father Abraham say makes one right before God? Abraham, as you know, is the father of the Jewish people. Whenever God referred to Abraham to his people, he would always say, your father, Abraham. And we know him as the father of faith. He was one that was called out of the land of Ur, the Chaldeans. His father was an idol worshiper. And God spoke to him and told him that he would take him to a land that he would give him. And we know that Abraham believed God and went on his journey with the Lord. He is the father of faith. And he's revered in the Jewish world to this day. Very much revered, respected. There is a sense amongst the Jewish religious folks that of spiritual pride, of uh, privilege, that they have this lineage connected to Abraham. And it really is a physical one. They, they are Hebrews as he was a, a Hebrew. In their minds, in many of their minds, they're good with God because, after all, they're related to Father Abraham. But remember John the Baptist when he was preaching out in the wilderness uh, at the Jordan River. And many from Jerusalem and Judea were coming to be baptized uh, by him. He saw the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming in Matthew 3. And he said to them, brood of vipers, 
Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance. And then he said to them, and do not say, or do not think to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. So there is this like spiritual pride. There is this, this um, sense of, of, of we're okay because we're of the lineage of Abraham. But John the Baptist said, no way, not at all. God's looking for changed hearts, hearts of faith, hearts that believe on the Son of God. That our faith in Christ would produce fruits of repentance. That your love for the Lord should, my love for the Lord should produce a changed life. We were going this way, but now we're going that way. We lived for ourselves, but now we live for Jesus Christ. So just because they are related to Abraham doesn't make them righteous. Just because you or I may be related to someone within the church that has some sort of clout or a position or something, just because grandma was very religious or grandpa, aunt or uncle, mom or dad, that doesn't mean that you or I get a ticket into heaven because of that. It's not about lineage. It's not about culture. It's not about religious works. It's about whether or not you yourself are going to believe in Jesus and follow him. That is where justification comes. Here it says in verse 2, For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And so here Paul quotes uh, Genesis 15, where the Lord appeared to Abraham. And Abraham said to God, how, how can you bless me for I have not a son? Abraham was 99 years old when God appeared to him uh, with this portion of scripture, with this promise. He said, how can you bless me for I have no son, 99 years old, and my inheritance will go to my servant Eleazar. And God responded to Abraham, your inheritance will not go to your servant, but this time next year, your wife Sarah will have a son, you will call him Isaac, and your inheritance will be passed down to him. And Abraham believed God's promise, believed God at his word, even though he was 99 years old, obviously beyond the age of being able to have children, he still believed God. He didn't, he didn't let that, you know, discourage him from belief. He believed God. And that's why Paul says, that's why Genesis says that, that God uh, accounted to him righteousness. So then righteousness in God's eyes is bestowed upon us by our belief in his promises. And that is what Jesus preached throughout his life. Believe in me, believe in me, believe in me. He, is the, he said it, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Believe in him who sent me, believe in me. 
That's the message of the gospel. Believe in Jesus. Believe in what he says about you, what he wants you to do. And what does he say about us? That we need repentance. We need him. And what does he say we ought to do? Follow him. And the proof that we believe in him is that we follow him. If we don't follow him, do we really believe in the saving faith that it takes? Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And so there may be some of you today who need to repent of some things, perhaps. There is no denying of self. There is no denying of the flesh. There's just still living for yourself. And faith that saves is one that says, Lord, I'm not perfect, but I give you my life. And every day, help me to walk in your ways. That is what he's calling. And it's all about faith. How is your faith today, this morning? How is it? Is it strong? When we first came to Christ, I would imagine for you that it was the same as it was for me, that we believe that though our sins were many, Christ at that moment was speaking to my heart that all of it was being washed away at that moment, that I am being forgiven totally and I am a new creation and that he is giving me his Holy Spirit. And there was such great joy and it was by faith. I did nothing to earn it. I just cried out to God by faith. Right? You remember that time? But I believe that the excitement of our faith should needs to be up as it was that first day. Because every single day we sin. And every single day we ask the Lord to forgive us and to cleanse us. And we don't have to do works to be cleansed. We are doing it the same way. Simply praying. Crying out, saying, Lord, I've sinned today. I've sinned today. Will you forgive me? And guess what happens? that's what the Bible says clean clean then I go do good works because I'm so stoked that he could for no, I did nothing and he forgave me now I stay away from those things that would cause one to fall do you see the, the works are the, re, the result of the free gift but it is a faith and we need to believe every day that if we cry out to God, he'll forgive us and he'll give us the strength to live better. Not to go back like a dog returns to his vomit every day, every day. Same sin, same sin, same If it's the same sin every day, that's practicing sin. And there's a danger that you should examine yourself to say, am I even born again? Because the Bible says he who is born again does not sin. What it means is the practicing of sin. I was lost when Christ found me. I was perverse. I was a sinner. I was a drunk. I was a drug addict. I loved all of the bad things. And I came to Christ. And he taught me how to do away with those things. He taught me along the way. No wonder you keep slipping back because you're not getting rid of this stuff. You take the trash out, you take banana pills out and old papers and trash in your house. Every, you'd get rid of trash. You're a sinner and you still took out the trash. I'm, I'm talking about literal trash. But in the spiritual sense, can we not get rid of the music and the movies? For some people, the pornography, the alcohol, 
Well, we have, you know, issues and, you know, why go to drinking parties? You know, so it's some, some of it is just so common sense. Where God is saying, come out from among them and be holy. Come out. So I'm not just saying this out of non-experience. There's people, oh, I, I don't know why I keep falling back in. Well you, well, you still have your devices. The same devices you looked at your pornography, get rid of them. Flee, you flee you know, wickedness, sexual immorality. All, you know, there, there's precautions that he teaches us. And one that is born again is saying, yes, Lord, I'll get rid of those things. Jesus said, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It's better to go into heaven maimed than to go to hell with all of your limbs. That's how serious. So you can live a holy life. But still, even though we're living a holy life by, his, by faith in Jesus Christ, every day we get dirty. And that's why he washed the disciples' feet, right? And, and, and Peter thought that was beneath the Lord to do a servant's job. But Jesus, you know, told him, you need to be washed. And he goes, well, then wash all of me. And he goes, I don't need to wash all of you, Peter. Just your feet. You're clean because of the word that I have spoken. And, 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 and with us, we have been, we've been cleansed by the Lord. But every day we need to allow Jesus to wash our feet from the dirt that we pick up from the world, the sin that we pick up daily. That's not practicing sin. You give me someone that's just partying, 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 and they're not changed. They're unregenerated. They need to repent and do the first works of repentance. But faith, how is it? In Hebrews 11, you know it's, it's that chapter of, of faith where we're in Hebrews 1, Hebrews 11, verse 1 through 13, or not through 3, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is believing without seeing. I've never seen Jesus in my life, but I see all the results of Jesus everywhere. I'm not the same man. I don't recognize myself. And I'm sure you feel the same way. You look in the mirror like, who is this guy? Yeah, the old guy's dead. He keeps trying to come back, but we just keep killing him, right? We're different. For by, for by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible, I look at the mountains and I know who made them. My invisible God. Who one day I will see. And you will see. But I don't, you know, I didn't see him make it. I just know intuitively by the Spirit, by his grace, I know who made that. <laughs> God did. Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's what God, you know, faith is going to God with this belief that he exists and with this belief that as I'm doing this sincere action to seek God diligently, this belief that he's going to reward me. He's going to bless me. I mean, that really helps me. That's a huge motivator for me to seek God. Like, I'll, 
I know that when I go into my balcony to pray, when I go in my backyard to pray, when I go to Whitewater, the mountains, wherever I go to pray, if I take time to be with the Lord, I know He is going to reward me for this. It's a good motivator. He wants us to be motivated by it. We, I just read to you that we must believe that those who seek him diligently, that he rewards them. You came this morning diligently to seek him, and so have I, and we're seeking the Lord. That's a good thing. May we continue to grow in our sincerity in coming here to receive from him that God can use this donkey to speak into our lives, to seek him, to be ready, expectant, pen, notepad, Bibles, that's who we are, Calvary Chapel. Some of our faith is waning, though, because the enemy attacks faith, all right? And so he attacks faith, so we have to be uh, open to the reality of the warfare and seek the Lord daily so that our faith gets strengthened. Paul said that faith comes by hearing and that by the word of God. If you want your faith to be strong, then you must hear this often and read it often and allow God to strengthen your faith, your trust in Him. Whenever I read the, the Word, it, it's always covered in prayer. Yeah, I read the book and I say, Lord, speak to me as I read it. Increase whatever you're lacking, right? You ask God, increase my faith. Increase my hope. Increase my joy. Increase my strength against the flesh. And when we read and he speaks to us, and our faith begins to balloon. It grows and grows and grows. But those who aren't in this book, I would say to you, I don't know how you survive. You see, I read it every day, not because I'm a pastor, but because I'm a Christian and I don't do well without the word. And neither do you. Faith, there's too much hopelessness. And you know what? We, can't, we, we need, it's, 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 like, it's like Jacob holding on to the Lord. I'm not going to let go of you until you bless me. I'm not going to let go of you till I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not going to let go of you till my faith has increased. I'm not going to let go of you till I have more patience or love. I'm just not going to let go of you. Your spouse or friends or whoever will say, man, they've been in there a long time. wonder what's happening. God's doing a work that needs to be done. And faith grows. And Jesus says, you have not because you ask not. So having a lack of faith, a lack of interest, boredom of the things of God, that's, that's not God's fault. It may be my preaching. <laughs> but, it, but in reality, whose is it? It's ours. We have to ask God, give me a passion. Light the fire in my heart. And he sees that you ask him humbly, diligently and he rewards you with the things that you need next thing you know you're different there's a spring in your step you are becoming the person christ has always desired you to be the best christ-like you you can be christ-like you what does that look like what does a christ-like ryan look like 
I got to look in the mirror. And a lot of times I don't like what I see. I'm not like Jesus a lot. But, I'm, but he's working on me. And whatever it takes, I'm working out my salvation with fear and trembling. I want to be more like Jesus. Faith comes by reading and by hearing and by doing. We can't neglect it. Growth comes by it. We stump our growth when we get laxed with it. But again, read it by faith that, oh, what I'm lacking is about to grow. Jesus said uh, in John 5, verse 24, Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment but has passed from death into life. So Jesus, again, he, he says, he who hears my words, Jesus said. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.